and welcome to the Metapod, the Pokemon TCG podcast that revolves around the evolving meta. It's a new day, Sean, new week. And you know what? Last week, there was so much exciting stuff, including the first ever Pokemon regional, official Pokemon regional championships since the pandemic. Yeah, the first one in two years. The two, yeah. I think the last one before that, was it also in Australia? You're pretty sure it was also in yeah, Australia. Yeah, it was Oceania. Yeah, international. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, Australia getting both the last and the first <laughs> here. Oh, Just so getting lucky. a ton of love. And although there was no stream, there unfortunately there was no stream, it did feel nice because I just want to give a quick shout out to Mitch over at the Sableyes. He basically like vined the entire event in terms of, you know, giving updates on what were at the top tables, how he was doing personally, and kind of like the metagame at that point. Because, I mean, it was a little bit hard to get information. If you've seen um, information and stuff from the regional, it's only like top 16 results that you can really find. Um, there's no, like, metagame pie chart or whatever like that. So big shout-outs to Mitch from the Sableyes, a good YouTuber that... Uh, Sean and I both really really like but we'll talk more about at least the top 16 and stuff later but we got a bunch of news to well not really a bunch of news just some <laughs> news that I want to talk about and mention before we get into Brisbane regional results including some free stuff that you get but Sean do you know what you can do for free uh is it right? Leave a five-star review for the Metapod on either yes, Spotify or Apple. you can. <laughs> if you are on Spotify, you can leave a rating for free. Just a simple click of a couple buttons. Lee, let us know how we're doing on the podcast to give us the most accurate rating. And then if you're on Apple as well, or even in the YouTube comments, you can leave a review about how the podcast is. You can verbally verbally tell us how we're doing is that a phrase anyways Sean, i mean verbally tell us is like it would be like spoken i don't think there is audio reviews that would be wild yeah, so, but what is it I, and spotify or apple well on apple and like youtube comments it's, like when it's, you're it's typing written. it's a typed review it is uh well, that doesn't sound as cool as verbally well but it's not verbal <laughs> it's <laughs> Anyway, uh, this review, this five-star review, because we read our reviews here on the podcast, this five-star review from Apple Podcasts is Five Starmies. Is oh, the that's title. good. That's good. From Ludovician. I probably said that wrong. There's probably a reference that I don't understand. My apologies. But Five Starmies love the podcast. Always a lot going on and down with the TCG Super nice to have this one-stop shop for all the happenings. Like many others, the pandemic got me back into the game, and I really appreciate the useful information in an entertaining format. Five out of five Starmies. Thank you so much, my friend, for the lovely, lovely review. I like, I mean, we get, we've gotten so many people. I don't know if podcasts have, like, also spiked mm -hmm. during the pandemic, because I feel like, when the pandemic first dropped, podcasts were down. Mm -hmm. And then they've like slowly gotten back up as people are like, you know, going more back to work and, you know, going outside, touching grass, you know, like. Yeah. I mean, I, as somebody who was in the industry when the po pandemic happened, yes, podcast uh, listenership was down quite a lot. 
at the beginning of the pandemic because there was no commuting, which is where people listen to podcasts. So definitely there's been a, a, a re-uptick back to probably more back to normal. I don't think that it's, it's gone to uh, a, like a new high, if you will, probably. Yeah, I mean, there's so many more people now that work from home. Mm-hmm. And they like yeah. permanently work from home or they're just still working from home you type know. of deal. But great listening to podcasts when you're doing the laundry, when you're cleaning the house. That's what I do. So, that, I mean, I also do that, Sean. We we are the exclusive group of dedicated <laughs> podcast listeners. That's right. Um, but just a couple of things before we get into the regional news. We're not going to do too much covering of this. We'll get into this later when the actual set list releases. But we did get information over in the next Japan set that uh, there's going to be more VMAXs. Now, if you uh, pay attention, the last two Japanese sets, Starbirth and Battle Region, both did not include VMAXs. So we thought in 2022, that's this year, yes, 2022, oh yeah, VMAXs are dead. We're going to be great. It's, we're so close to just V-Stars. Pokemon was like... Psych. <laughs> Got him. Uh, I assume they'll be in whatever they... It, it, will it be in our Astral Radiance set, maybe? Or do you think it'll be the set after that, even, at this point? Um, I don't know, actually, what set it'll be in for us. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it's going to be in the next Japanese set, but I don't, I'm not sure which one it'll be in for us off the top of my head. I just... The, I'm thinking to myself, like... I I'm trying think to do the it would math. Be astral radiance. I would think astral, so. Astral radiance. I, <laughs> I would think it's. I, I would hope it's in our next set. The reason being is, uh, or maybe it'll be in like the Pokemon Go set. I don't know, because that's a whole set that we don't know anything about. But I doubt it. But uh, who knows? Who knows? Thinking of the Pokemon because they said it was <laughs> Deoxys and Zeraora that are going to be those Pokemon on as V Maxes, and I'm thinking, uh, and I'm like. Yeah, probably and plus, not. They said like they're going to be V's, V stars, and, and V maxes, which is so wild. How, yeah, I don't know if all of that would be included in the Pokemon Go set. So I feel like yeah. it'd be, I feel like it'd be Astral Radiance. I, I agree. I just my brain goes to like, when is rotation? When when are the rotation blocks going to be? Because on on one level, it's like okay, yeah, it's actually it makes sense that they are going to keep printing V maxes for a little bit, like, but. I would not. I don't want them to print them to the point where they would go over the um, typical rotation block schedule, because that means yeah. that we will have these V maxes for another entire year, even if we don't want them. So I'm you like, know, the one thing that you can be certain is that they're probably just going to be bad. <laughs> I mean, maybe I don't know though. So it doesn't matter if they're in our block or not. I would say I don't know because. I do think it's interesting to print V, VMAX, and V-Star all in the same set of the same Pokemon. Because you think about it, Jake. What V-Star Pokemon do we have now where it would be competing with its VMAX counterpart, right? Like, what V-Star Pokemon even have VMAXs, right? We have Charizard. any of them. Charizard. Oh, yeah, Charizard. That's the only one. And nobody's going to play Charizard VMAX. Nobody. So, like... Yeah, just Charizard. So, like, it is interesting to, like, look at this and be like, huh, actually, like, when you did, when you oh, build it, Leafeon and Glaceon. Oh, oh, that's right. Yes, yes. Leafeon and Glaceon also have VMAXs. Yeah, because when Leafeon first came out, everyone's like, oh, Leafeon's going to be so much yeah. better because of the, the boss. And then yeah. we realized that Starbirth is just, like, really, really good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes. Like, the, the whole, like, 
uh, Arceus stuff is too good, too good. But but I do think if if the VMAXs are playable, right, it will be interesting to like, hey, you build a deck and like you're going to put four of the Vs in because maybe you want like a 3-3 three, three split of the VMAX or a 3-2 VMAX V-Star split or whatever, right? Like that makes, that's kind of interesting gameplay. Like a Pokemon that comes down and you actually don't know what it what it's going to evolve into as the opposing player. That's interesting gameplay. I like that. Um I think that would actually be kind of cool too. That almost right. sounds like Digimon. Right. Like you, you, know, you have a thing aspect. and you don't know where it's going. Like you can maybe predict like, oh, it'll probably go into this or this or whatever. But I, I kind of like that. I um, And that's honestly one of the reasons I did like the idea of Ditto V is because like it could be on the board and you don't know what it's going to turn into on the following turn. So it's like, do I assess it as a threat or not? I don't know. Yeah, you know, Ditto Prism Star was like one of my favorite cards. It's good. Because it was just card. so it was so flexible and so fun, especially in Pidgeotto Control. <laughs> yes. I will say another little piece. This is the free part. So if you're mm. free 99 like me and you just love collecting things, the collectors need to go to their local hobby shops. There's a lot of good things that are coming in the market. This was posted on March 14th, so literally yesterday. Uh, yesterday night, so this is almost brand new information. Mm -hmm. But the marketing kits of Brilliant Stars have come to hobby shops. Now, hobby shops can order these marketing kits, and you know they, they just give them out. It's meant for, well, marketing of the Pokemon trading card game. And they're basically freebies that you can give out to fans, advertisements to display, things like that. Some stores give things a little bit differently. Like I know some stores, they're these like, when Evolving Skies came out, there was these big like holographic mm. like posters. Yeah, I think that, there like, still are. To one, if you turn to one side, it was like one evolution. And then you mm. turn to the other side and it was another evolution, like that kind of thing. Mm. Um, like they gave away that and things like that but the kits if you do not know they um include a lenticular card which i think is what i was talking about um that's what that's actually called the lenticular card a counter display uh, and some new things that have come up are mouse pads as yeah. well so brilliant stars specific mouse pads so very 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 cool metallic Counter display is eight by five by 11, yada, 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 all that stuff. There are a bunch of other things like massive posters featuring 898 Pokemon released before Legends Arceus. So before those games, because with Legends Arceus, the count is at 905. It shows the regional forms on these posters and the mega evolutions. It's 57.5 inches by 20, 27 inches. So that's pretty crazy. Yeah, huge poster. Sean, as well. There's 50 calendars that are actually stickers as well. 8 by 5 by 11 or basically your typical sheet of paper. And then the first 100 uh, stickers as well are Charizard stickers. About 3 by 5, 3 by 5. So like stickers, calendar, everybody likes count. Well, maybe not everybody likes calendars, but I really like calendars. <laughs> I literally have two calendars in my office here. But Sean, you probably use a calendar. 
I mean, on my phone. I don't. I don't yeah. actively use a paper calendar, Jake. But you know, I mean, it's cool. It's cool. I think for me, the thing that's really cool, honestly, the lenticulars. If you've been into some of your game stores lately, like the one of the stores that I I go to, uh, Third Universe, they have a lenticular from the other set, like from the previous sets, and they're cool. And I know a lot of people who like collect a variety of Pokemon stuff, not just cards, but like other objects. These lenticular cards are, they are going to be, you know, somewhat rare relative to like cards and things, right? Because it's like, a, it's a marketing material. And over time, things like these marketing materials, if you keep taking care of them, they can be worth a, a pretty penny. And they're cool. They're like big. They're like holographic, like you said. Like they're, uh, yeah, that's the one that I'd be most excited about. The mouse pads. The mouse pads are interesting, but you know what they look like? They look like the um, the playmats that they gave away at Brisbane. So, like, to be honest, I'm just hoping that the playmats that, that they give away at the regionals upcoming are also the cool Arceus ones. I will say I do not recommend getting the lenticular poster and, like, selling it immediately oh, on eBay, yeah. like, scalping it, per se, but... I will say if you are a collector and you like having a lot of things in your collection and you want to wait on like um, and you want to wait on like buying one of these eventually someday. Let me give you some of the prices that I'm seeing on eBay for these lenticulars and their sets. So I looked it up right now. The evolutions or I'm mm -hmm. sorry. No, no, no. Yeah. The evolutions oh, evolving skies. That's yeah. what I meant. Evolving Skies. Evolutions is a completely different set, which is <laughs> not in this conversation. Evolving Skies. That poster right now going for $450 on eBay. Chilling Rain. $250 on eBay. Battle Styles. $175. So, like, the even uh, Fusion Strike. $200. So, like, these are, yeah. like, if you can get your hand on one of these and you want to frame it, like... You know, my recommendation is to get in now. Yeah, well, and this one's got a Charizard. Don't discount that Charizard well, premium. This one, yeah, a lot of... I mean, this is also, like, brand new stuff, yeah. so there's not a lot on the market. Those were going for between, like, 300 to $500. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the price of this, who knows? Because they were so new. Yeah, the price of this, who knows? But I'm saying, like, if... Because this is the one that's coming out. Yes. If you can get your hands, if, you, if you're friendly with your local game store... And they are not planning on keeping this because, you know, <clears throat> it takes up space. This promos promotional material, if they're planning on ordering it but not keeping it, you, you know. And it gets outdated, too. Yeah. yeah you, so you they may usually... get this. They may get the uh, Brilliant Star stuff and then be like, oh, OK, now we're going to give away our evol uh, Evolving Skies stuff. Yeah. Yes. Type of deal. Or Fusion Strike. So, yeah, it's, uh, I don't know, cool stuff. Cool stuff. I think it's very, very cool. But, Sean... The meat and potatoes of this podcast. The good, good, the goodies, John. It's like Halloween all over again, getting all these goodies. The Brisbane Regionals happened last weekend over in Australia. 150 players, Sean. I think that this was like one of the biggest turnouts for an Australian event. I should have fact-checked this before, but <laughs> I remember people saying, I remember a lot of content creators saying, like on Twitch and stuff like that, as the event was going on, that like 150 is like really, really big for Australia. It may not mm. seem that big for a lot of people, but 
Australia being a smaller country than the United States. And, you know, you look at these results, not many travelers as well, because <laughs> that's true. I don't I don't think the country was closed off, but I don't think it's closed um, off. But like, you know, international travel is still a pain in the butt. Of sorts. Also, traveling internationally to Australia is not cheap. It's not like. You know, like any of the American or European players, I'm like, nobody's hopping on a plane to go to Australia, you know. Not this time around. No. Before, yes, pre-pandemic, but not post-pandemic yeah. right um, now. But there was a lot of interesting stuff in here, Sean. But, I mean, if you're watching this on YouTube or even on the video player on Spotify, if you're watching it that way, because that's a relatively newer feature, the top 16 is... Uh, kind of one of two archetypes you're probably aware of. Seven of the decks in the top 16 were Mew Genesect, right? We know that deck is good. We know that deck isn't going anywhere. This didn't surprise me, at least. Mm -hmm. But what was nice, though, was that there were six Arceus decks alongside in the top 16. I when I say Arceus decks... Sean, I'm not just talking about one specific archetype mm. of Arceus, not one specific build of 60 cards of Arceus. I'm talking about a variety of different um, Arceus deck lists and archetypes as well. Different ways to play Arceus V-Star in your deck. So, Sean, which deck do you want to go over first and talk about? Well, the one thing I will say, looking at this... So we have seven Mew. It, you said six Arceus, but really I would call it seven because the Suicune deck also plays two Arceus V-Star. So it's kind of seven True, Arceus. Yes. yes. So it, it was basically <laughs> in a seven, seven even split. Thank and then, you for that. Yeah. No. Of, and then you got two, two Gengar V-Maxes somehow sneaking in there, which I think was a bit of a surprise to some people. But I mean, Dark hitting hitting for weakness against Mew. And yeah, I guess that makes I mean, sense. Both of those Gengars didn't hit the uh, top eight. No, they, they were did not. 12th and 16th in terms of results. So I would say, I would say like, I would be more surprised if it reached mm -hmm. top eight. Like I would agree with you if it did reach top eight, but because Mew is such a prevalent deck, right? Like half of this top 16 is Mew. So you could yeah. assume that at least a third of the meta is probably Mew in terms of the overall tournament. Um, it doesn't super surprise me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I guess we could start. I mean, let's we could start with the winner if you want. Okay. Just, I mean, it's so Mew VMAX taken first place. Natalie, I want to say Millar is, that, is how you might pronounce the last name. But yeah. Um, yeah, taking first Natalie place. is a top player. Yes. Natalie is a top player. Like Natalie was part of the uh the tournament. Remember mm -hmm. the like remember the like the top player tournament that Pokemon did before like the first players cup or whatever? Do you yes, remember that? Yes, yeah, I I do remember that. Yeah, when they yeah, had the invitation. Like, she she played a part of that. She's been around for a while like she's a good player. Um anyways, Sean, yes, looking at this deck list, it's it's there's one thing that you can make note of that is the most surprising to I think most people and that is there are no basic psychic energies mm -hmm. in this deck and you may think like Jake why would you need psychic energies because leading up to the event a lot of people um, may have thought 
that you needed psychic energies to be Duraludon, right? Duraludon, VMAX, blocking anything with special energies. If you have a deck that's only special energies, how do you beat that, uh, actually? But yeah. um, we'll get into that in a second. But because of Double Turbo coming out in Brilliant Stars, Double Turbo Energy is just such a good card, right? You could just evolve a naked Mew VMAX, you know, no energies on it, and then you can just attach the double turbo, and you can automatically be doing 190 from Genesex, or copying Genesec mm -hmm. V's Turbo or Technoblast, whatever that attack yeah. is called, and therefore knocking out opposing Mew V's, knocking out opposing Genesec V's, and because you've got power tablets and choice belts, you could basically guarantee from at least Technoblast knocking out a V, any V in the format, RCSV with 220 HP, you know, like uh, all of them, yeah. Sean. And I mean, I will say it is, you, you wouldn't necessarily knock out a Duraludon V without a power tablet, but to your point, like if you draw through enough of your deck quickly enough before they can get into the Duraludon VMAX, I think that is this deck's game plan against Duraludon, especially because you are not playing um, the stadium that turns off abilities. Pats of the Peak. Pats but what well, I right. will say is if they do VMAX, right, and you do have that ability standing in your way, remember that Mew has Max Miracle, Sean, mm. the second attack on Mew, the one that people don't usually use because, well, they just want to blast away with Technoblast, but Mew has Max Miracle for 130 damage, two psychics so basically that's just two fusion energies which is not very hard for mu players to get because elisa sparkle <laughs> yeah. exists but max miracle if you do not know 130 base damage this attacks damage isn't affected by any effects on your opponent's active pokemon so yep. it's basically like dragapult's attack where they can just hit through anything their shred attack where they can just hit through anything and just hit that base 130 so you do that, and then you get your power tablets, your choice belt as well. And, I mean, you can one-hit KO a Duraludon VMAX away, can you? No, Hold no, on. not possible. Because Duraludon has 330. 130. Oh, it's 280. But, yeah. you know, you can max Miracle multiple turns in a row, right? Mm -hmm. And I don't think Duraludon, Arceus Duraludon, we'll look later. I don't think they're playing Cheryl's, right? Because no. it's too much energy that you have to build up. So, I mean, if you could just get a couple, like, Mew VMAX with the Choice Belt, maybe, like, two tablets, Max Miracle, you could do that again, Max Miracle, Knockout. Mm -hmm. Like, you could just two-shot them. I mean, it's a little bit slower of a game. I mean, and I will say, like, in terms of this deck list, uh, you're also playing, obviously, the Meloetta because it's broken. <laughs> yeah, Melo we've learned <laughs> since Azul started playing Turbo Meloetta that Meloetta is just really good. Uh, uh, I think Gassy was a part of that, too. Yeah. Uh, but you're also playing a one-of Oracorio, which is interesting, um, taking 20 less damage for your Pokemon VMAX, which is useful, I think, um, in a variety of different matchups, I guess. The 20 damage uh, makes sense. It's a one-of, though, so I guess it's specific. What matchups would that be specific to, though, that you would want to throw that down? Do that for the mirror match. Mm. Because I mentioned earlier how with double turbo, you can copy Genesex attack for 190. Mm -hmm. So one of the things that you can do is you can make it to where with that double turbo, your opponent's actually hitting for 170 mm. with Oracorio in play if they decide to boss up a Genesect or 
Mew or something, and they can't knock it out in one shot. And so, I mean, obviously, it's not just that. There's uh, several dumb. other matchups that you could do, like um, RCS V-Star with its first yep. attack that does 200 damage for three Minus energies. 20. Uh, I mean, that would... It usually has yep. a double turbo attached to that, so that's 180, and then Oracorio blocking that makes it 160. So... And that doesn't have really many damage modifiers. It might have a choice belt or whatever, but it might not have a damage modifier to be able to use and knock out these like little Vs that you have. So Oracorio, I mean, there, there's two matchups right there that were literally 14 of the 16 top yeah. spots of the uh, of Brisbane. So like it's it's a it's a valid tech card, Sean. Yeah. Also, Echoing Horn, I like that really, really uh, well, especially Echoing Horn when you talk about the Mew-Mirror match, right? They want a lot of Genesex in play. They want a Mew-V, a Mew-V Max, possibly a Meloetta or Oracorio. Um, if you can disrupt that and put something in play that really doesn't need to be in play, like maybe you're one-shotting them really easily because you're a dark deck or something, or wait... No, hold on. This is me we're talking about that has the horn. Anyways, you can disrupt your opponent very, very well. Maybe they discarded a Crobat or a Luminian or something that doesn't need to be on the bench. You can just horn it right away, right back, etc., etc. I think in the Duraludon matchup we were talking about earlier, right? They're going to have Duraludons, and then they're also going to have the Arceus Vs in the trash. Um, so you could just maybe even ignore Duraludons entirely and take three knockouts. If you can get, you know, an early game V of some sort, probably a Duraludon V, maybe if you're lucky, um, take out the RCS V star that comes up because you know you don't have to worry about getting through for damage. And then, yeah, the third attack, you could just echoing horn one of those Vs back onto the field and boss it up for game. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it provides a lot of flexibility if you do get the opportunity to use it because, I mean, there's a lot of discard stuff with the Ultra Ball and Quick Balls in this deck because, well, yeah. you want to draw cards. Um, and maybe because you want to draw cards, you have to use it early on something that's not necessarily as effective. Yeah. But either way, it's a really good option. And, you know, a winning list, Sean, by a very, very good player like... It's pretty good. I think it's a pretty cool Mew list. I mean, yeah, it's, I mean, Mew VMAX, that was the one thing that we discussed when um, Arceus came out was like, okay, well, where will Mew sit with regard to Arceus, right? Because we know Arceus is broken. We know Mew is broken. And it seems like right now it just, it's literally split down the middle, the whole format, uh, at least at Brisbane, which is like in the top eight, there was four Mews and there were four Arceus flavors. And that was it. And it was like, huh. I guess uh, I guess we know what the top one and two decks are, and and I would say in a lot of ways that Mew, because Mew is a singular deck, it probably sits alone in the tier zero category, because it's like it, it there there's not like a lot of variations on it anymore. Like there's just like really one deck, you a few cards swapped yeah, here and there. There's just like a lot of tech cards right. that you can change. Whereas Arceus, it's like okay, what what partner is the right partner for the meta. So I don't think Arceus is quite tier zero yet because I think that whatever it partners with while flexible is a bit of a medical. I mean, Arceus, I, I mean, Arceus can make like any V or 
V-Star I mean, or VMAX good, right? Yeah, I mean, I think that's the meme right now. RCS plus bad VMAX equals. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, I haven't, I've been just so busy the last week that I haven't been able to go to watch like a lot of YouTube videos. Mm -hmm. um, but I would assume that Little Dark Fury, a lot of the lists lately have just been, no, I was going to say, maybe a lot of the lists have been like RCS V-Star uh, v lists. Did do one with Stone Journer. Mm -hmm. VMAX, so shout out to LDF. But I mean, he's been creating some actually incredible different, like baby, uh, baby Pokemon deck profiles. So shout out to him for not just riding the back of Arceus. Uh, Jake, do I you love LDF? I, I don't think we can go a no. week without mentioning no. him. <laughs> Jake, do you want to talk about second place? So we we talked a lot about how does Mew get past Duraludon. Well, Duraludon was the second place deck. So Duraludon VMAX, I think this is pretty similar to um, Riley's list at the full grip that won the full grip 2K. Um, and for good reason. I mean, it is a good deck. It does a lot of good things with being able to power up that Duraludon VMAX and Duraludon not having a weakness, weakness not having a factor, and you rarely ever get one shot. It does have the spicy single strike style mustard which this plays two of i think riley only played one in his list so having two maybe you found way more opportunities to get that duraludon bless you as well thank you um to get that duraludon v max out because well if at least the winning mew list was playing echoing horn i bet natalie wasn't the only one playing an echoing horn in their list so mm -hmm. Very, very cool, I will say, on this. I will say as well that a lot of people had been playing around with what kind of uh, stadiums you wanted to use. I believe some people were using Training Court. Um, some people were even using Pats of the Peak um, because Pats of the yeah. Peak is just a good way to shut down Mew, VMAX, and Genesec decks. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that's a valid opportunity of why you would play it, even though you shut off your own Starbirth and Skyscraper abilities on your Pokemon. So probably why this list doesn't play it. But what at least this person uh, went to, I'm blanking on their name right now, uh, Luis Pozzacchio. I probably <laughs> botched that. They opted to play the Collapsed Stadium, the new card out of Brilliant Stars, which is pretty good right now, I'll say, Sean. Mm -hmm. uh, Sean, do you want to read it in case somebody doesn't know here listening to this? What yeah. Collapse Stadium, each player can't have more than four bench Pokemon. If a player has five or more, they discard bench Pokemon until they have four. The player who played this card discards first. If more than one effect changes the number of bench Pokemon allowed, use the smaller number. Uh, so... so we look at this card and, you know, I talked about Pats of the Peak earlier being a way to stop Mew and Genesect from drawing cards. This is also a way to stop them because you could have them get rid of a Genesect V. And if you remember, Sean, to the last list, this so this Duraludon Arceus list plays four collapsed stadiums. You remember back to the Mew list mm -hmm. that Natalie Miller played. There were only two stadiums in there. Yep. Only two stadiums. So you have a good shot at getting your uh, collapse stadium to stick and be in there for the entire game. And 
for the series when you're playing best of three because remember regional tournaments best of three sean they no are. best of one shenanigans yeah i think that's another thing i mean we'll get into salt lake city prep uh in a little bit but yeah best of three does change the um the mentality going into a tournament and i don't know i guess I, that might be a big shift for a lot of people who have played only online tournaments where it's all best of one uh because like you have the opportunity if you have a bad game like okay but if the deck is well built and you know how to pilot it you might be able to you can feel confident that you can come back from a first game loss yeah and so this deck aside from that doesn't have too many things that are different or new um from the uh from the wrist or the wrist the <laughs> list that riley had you know the four two rcsv and v star because you pretty much always want to start mm. rcsv because moving that duraladon v out of the active is a real big pain when you're trying to trinity nova on rcs's v stars attack so um i like that this i kind of like that this list didn't change too much um, obviously it'll evolve and it'll probably change a little bit more, but I mean, this just goes to show the, the amount of time that like Riley and the different people that Riley tested with, with this archetype mm -hmm. to, uh, make it to pretty much, I mean, the same thing as of right now. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting. I think your point, the one thing that I would say, if you're planning on playing against some of these top tier decks, there's only two switches and one escape rope. Now, I mean, if the meta doesn't really require switches and escape ropes, then whatever, that's fair. But I do think that that is one potential weakness that you are starting to see. And the reason that, you know, maybe a Durant deck might be a good meta call if you feel... Because, you know, all of these decks, I, I think it'd be interesting to, like, every time we look at a new deck from Brisbane, to say, how many switch, how many switching outs are there? Because... Once you run out of your switching outs, especially if you're like Mew VMAX, who all you have is like double turbo and fusion strike energy, do you really want to be attaching to discard to, to switch out? No. I don't know. I, I think that, you know, that's the only thing. The one of Evolution Incense, also kind of funny <laughs> in the deck. Well, um, I mean, it's so important to try to find, you know, yeah. not only your RCS V Star, so then you can star birth um literally immediately but also your duraludon v max because like your duraludon v is not necessarily protected it's viable to be knocked out by mostly anything in the format at this point yeah so you got to get to the big beefy boy as soon as you can it's just it's just so funny like four ultra balls and one evolution instant just one and i'm like and then two mustards as well yeah and two mustards i'm like okay fair enough i mean i personally think like you could I don't know if that one evolution incense is like making you the deck playable. You could probably take that out for a tech card, whatever yeah. that may be. Um, I don't actually have like a good idea of what that tech card could be, though. I mean, you could throw in another choice belt, maybe. I don't know. I don't know, because like you usually have your like big charms, right? Yeah, there's two. I mean, that's, yeah, that's fair. The, yeah. Like, I feel like your choice belt goes to the Arceus. Yes. Which is okay being a one of because you have Starbirth. Starbirth usually gets you the one That's of true. your last two pieces or whatever that you need to complete the puzzle of your turn two. Yeah. Um, so I don't know if you really need a second choice belt. Unless the math that Duraludon hits 
mm -hmm. um, needs to be beefed up for whatever reason. I mean, it's doing 240, or I'm sorry, 220. 220 Which base, is like, so you'd only be going up to 250, and that, I mean, it yeah. doesn't reach a V-Star like Arceus of 280, so I, I don't fair. know if you need another one. That's fair, yeah, maybe you don't. Yeah, interesting. It's just the one of like the one of an evolution in sense of all cards caught my eye. I'm like, you've got four ultra balls. Is the one, one of, of cards? One of cards are great, and that's why expanded <laughs> is so wacky because yes. expanded is like literally one ofs, especially when you talk about your draw supporters. Um, let's see here. So I think the Mew decks. I don't think we need to cover the rest of them. I mean, like we said, there's seven of them in the top sixteen. Yeah. Uh, but in terms of other Arceus decks, there's obviously there's the one Duraludon. Um, we can quickly look at this one, Arceus, Inteleon, Moltres. Um, so, so know. this is kind of a this is kind of a mix of two decks. So mm -hmm. one we'll get into later of like Arceus Counterbox, but the one that I think a lot of people will recognize first is like the Dark Dudes deck or your little baby attackers that hit with Sableye V. So the Inteleon engine in this deck, Sean, we've seen this. We've talked about this with your Hoopa baby Moltres with the Malevolent Charge, right, of accelerating those energies. But now with the addition of Arceus V-Star and Galarian Moltres V. Mm -hmm. Moltres V, I think, is... Uh, so the thing about the Galarian Moltres V in comparison to the Galarian Moltres Baby is with the Baby, right, you need to be able to have the energies in your hand at one time, and you also need for there to be enough prizes out on the field. Even to knock out a Mew VMAX, you have to give up at least a couple prizes yeah. So with the Galarian Moltres V, that could be used as kind of an earlier game attacker, right? Because it's just that base 190. Yeah. And so at any time, you know, I it takes a little bit more than your Moltres. You can't just like surprise Moltres and attack because the three energies you have well, to use the uh you could the the wink. You, the you, wings ability oh wings ability raihan attach yes there you go you could use the one of raihan in there i'm sorry I, I didn't see the raihan at first yeah you can use the one of raihan so you can actually throw this down and attack in the turn um which is probably why it's a one of because it's a little bit harder to do but it could really swing you early game in my opinion and that's like what it's more used for i feel like yeah and i i think for me that one of it's always a little weird when you have a again a one of supporter, but you're not playing the Luminion to like go get it because like that does feel like like if you're yeah I don't know like to me I would almost play Starburst. the Luminion too if you're playing a one of Raihan, but Starbirth is your Luminion. I mean yeah that's true it's that's better. a very good point that's it man I I keep forgetting I don't know how but yeah Starbirth is perfect for that okay but. So, again, you have your RCS V and V-Star, like we just mentioned, with Starbirth. Also, Trinity Nova, if you want. I, do, I mean, I don't know if it's super into Trinity Nova because you're only playing two double turbo energies, mm -hmm. but it is an option out there if you would like so. Also, opting to play a one of uh, a water energy, 
I think this is mainly for Aqua Bullet. Yeah. On the uh, Inteleon, the shady dealings Inteleon, because Aqua Bullet, if you don't know, is a 120 active 20 on the bench. And we're not seeing a lot of Mew decks right now, especially in this top 16. So if you whack something because this deck is a little bit slower and makes the game a little bit slower, if you whack something and it only has a little bit of HP left, Aqua Bullet could finish the job for you, Sean. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like you said, like you could pop something with Trinity Nova for like, you know, 200, something around there, right? Maybe 200, 180, yeah, something small. 210, like, imagine, 230. Imagine bopping a little. Um, actually, if you bop a Genesect for not 200, but 180 because of the double turbo, right? So you have a 10 HP Genesect sitting in the back, probably. And then, yeah, you just kind of sneakily come up with an Aqua Bullet 20 to the bench, getting two prizes there. If that 120 finishes off something else, you could be taking five prizes off one little aqua bullet, and you're like, okay, actually, it's not terrible. And you feel really good, especially yeah. because you have two Claras in this list as well to be able to get the Savile, Drizzile, and Inteleon back, so then you can Shady Dealings more in future turns later in the game because Clara, if you do not know, is a supporter. You choose one or both, grabbing two Pokemon from your discard pile, putting them in your hand, and or two energies, basic energies. I believe it's basic energies, yes. Basic energies and putting them back into your hands. So a lot of flexibility with this deck and having two Claras, you know, you're probably going to use it at least once in yeah. the game. But, I mean, people love this deck, I'm sure. I mean, the Galarian Weezing going away, you know, Sean, and the Sableye V going away is a little bit sad. It felt a little bit more uh pure to the uh to the uh like i don't want to say rogue deck because i think this deck is yeah. better than rogue <clears throat> and the archetype is better than rogue but like kind of like your counter meta yeah type thing. i mean your beat up mew i deck. guess i guess the benefit of this deck is it still beats up mew right like it, the the wheezing and the sableye they beat up mew but they're they're kind of like slow beat up mew do you know what I mean? Like, whereas these, like, they can power themselves up when they come into play. They they do plenty of damage to take the one-hit KOs against Mew VMAX. So you're, you're basically fine for the most part. So it did feel like you're just sort of cutting the chaff if you really think that Mew VMAX is the your main opponent. Mm -hmm. Like, because without if you're not playing against Mew VMAX, then it's just Arceus and Teleon, which, like, is a deck that we can even talk about later because yeah. it also made top eight. I mean, do you want to go into what an Arceus and Teleon straight deck is? We will. So this is Mitch Kanucky, who the Sableyes member that we were talking about earlier. So big shout out to them for getting top eight at the first regional back. They were piloting Arceus V Inteleon. So this is a combination of Shady Dealings Inteleon and Quick Shooting Inteleon. You know the whole Shady Dealings line. We've talked about mm. that many, many of times. And we've also talked about many, many times how good Arceus V-Star is with not only the Trinity Nova attack. We've talked about that many, many times. 200 base damage for three colorless energy except or accelerate three energies to is it just pokemon v yeah to yep. your pokemon v in any way you'd like so you could do that to another v star another v etc etc and then also starbirth just your v star power 
as an ability grab two cards out of your deck any cards doesn't matter it's just there are so many different things that you can grab and so this list is quite interesting i do want to notion the zigzagoon yeah. sean do you remember uh which podcast talked about uh <laughs> i i think this was maybe two podcasts ago how cool it would be to put a zigzagoon and a couple scoop up nets <laughs> in your uh in your rcs list to counter the mirror match do you remember what podcast mentioned that sean? i i mean i assume it was our podcast <laughs> It was us. Now, I'm not saying I, I'm sure we were not the only people no. that thought of this, but I do. I do like Sean that when when we like catch on to trends and stuff like this, mm -hmm. and, and it's like the future site, but by accident, because we haven't really done a future site in a while. It's true. But anyway, so moving on and continuing on this list, the Dunsparce is here as well. The Dunsparce, if you do not know what that tech card is. It is a basic Pokemon, basic Pokemon with 60 HP. So it is searchable with level ball because you are using the Shady Dealings engine. So you're naturally playing level balls anyway. But it has the ability um, that your normal Pokemon in play do not have a weakness. Colorless More Pokemon. Pokemon in play don't have a weakness. And so really this was just to counter like Urshifu's. Yeah. Um, We've really seen Urshifu's drop off as of late. So I think maybe at this point, if you want to pick up this list, you could probably put, you could probably take out this Dunsparce. I don't know. In I my think, opinion. Well, I don't know. Actually, the reason I don't think that I would take out the Dunsparce is because you don't want to like come up against one matchup that's playing Galarian. Like, think about it. Arceus Counterbox is a thing too. And Galarian Zapdos. Oh, yeah, that's true. So like, the whole idea of this deck, uh, in some ways, like, yes, you're doing pretty decent damage pretty quickly. You're scattering around a bunch of damage counters between the quick shooting and the zigzagoon. Um, and the idea is, I think that you're taking extra prizes on off turns where you're, like, with damage counters, effectively. Um, but alongside that, you have to make sure that your V-Stars are beefy enough not to get Oko'd. That's really the goal. So... Arceus is 280. If you have the Dunsparce and you don't have weakness, then it's just a flat 280, which is, you know, other than Mew VMAX, hard to, hard to reach up to. And yeah. then you're also playing two big charms. So now it's a 310 HP. And that's going to be real hard to do more than once in a game for any deck. And then on top of that, you're also playing a one of Sharon's Care, which allows you to put one of your colorless Pokemon in play into your hand and then you remove all the day it's like you know an acerola for those yeah, of you it's who an acerola or az except you don't yeah. need the damage counters and it has to be a normal pokemon so i think that the that is kind of the way that you want to also think about this list is it's like kind of a mini tank engine where it's like i'm gonna make this rc as annoying enough to kill and then when you get close, I'm going to Sharon's Carrot. And they're even running a Palpad in the deck. So you can, if you Sharon's Care early and just have it natural, you can Palpad it back in and then use the Starbirth ability later to get another one, to get that one right back out, which is, it can be wild. This also has the one of Judge, <laughs> which I find to be very interesting. Um, Judge, if you do not know, it's a card that's been around for a long time in the Pokemon trading card game, got reprinted in... Uh, fusion strike i think it is 
think so. Um, both players shuffle their hand into their deck and draw four cards. Especially when you have a deck like Arceus that has the Starbirth ability. You know, we've seen Marnie. We saw Let Loose Marshadow for a long time before that got banned. Um, just limiting your opponent's hand to four cards, may, whether that's early game or late game, you know, the late game N, you know, in the previous standard metas was always super powerful. It's that same concept, especially when you have RCS V-Star mm -hmm. that can allow you to go get whatever you want. I also think, I wonder if Mitch here was, because like you could put two Marnies in, and it almost has the same effect of like your opponent still only draws four. The difference, and you draw one less card. So you might think on the surface, oh, isn't this just worse Marnie? But in reality, Judge has you shuffle the cards in, whereas Marnie has you put them to the bottom. So if you have cards in your hand that you don't, that you would like to see again at some point, like the potential, <laughs> right? Mm -hmm. Judge is probably a better card because it is less punishing for you than Marnie what might be. Now, obviously, if your opponent has like two, there are only two bosses left in deck in their hand and you can Marnie them to the bottom, that's great. But like, how often is that going to happen? It's quite interesting. You also play three paths to the peak as well to shut off different abilities like Mew Genesect and stuff. And especially if you are the first one to use your V-Star ability. If you're doing an RCS mirror match, you can shut off the opponent's RCS V-Star. That's true. That's true. Yeah, I I do like that. Also, you kind of need it for Duraludon because I'm looking yes. at this and I'm like, if you do not have a way to turn off Duraludon, there's actually no way around it in this, in this yes. list. So, yeah, it's a cool list. It's a cool list. I mean, not that RCS is cheap, but like if you've been playing for a couple years now, you likely have all the other cards already. Mm -hmm. So all you got to do is pick up a couple of Arceus, which, you know, not cheap again, but like less, there's less footwork involved in this deck for people who've been playing for a year or so. Anyway, Sean, are there any other decks that you want to mention? I think there was one archetype in top eight that we didn't really touch over. Uh, was it the Suicune version, right? I believe so. Yeah, I mean, for this one, it's pretty straightforward. Think of it exactly like the list we just talked about. <laughs> In many ways, it's Arceus and Teleon. The only difference here is that you're also running a three of Suicune V. Uh, for those of you who don't know, Suicune V, a water and colorless, 20 plus. 20 plus uh, 20 more for each bench Pokemon yours and your opponent. So it maxes out typically at about 220. Um, so 220 damage is not bad for two energy, you know, and you can play that Melanie engine really puts in work. Um, you can play those Cape of Toughness as well on the Suicune to make them 260 HP, which is not nothing. Then you also have the flexibility of like things like Choice Belt or yep. even Tool Jammer is teched in this list to be able to modify damage or hinder your opponent from doing specific things that they want to do. And, I mean, we saw a dip in Suicune once Evolving Skies came out. Or, I'm sorry, not Evolving Skies. Fusion Strike. When Fusion Strike came out, Mew became so dominant. We did see a dip in Suicune. But now, who knows? Maybe we see Suicune a little bit on the up climb. The incline. I think it's just incline. Um, 
which is kind of interesting because before like it was like before brilliant stars it was just decks that filled the bench so like in my thought like suicune made more sense but jolteon was just so powerful hmm. before in the fusion strike meta as well that i mean just suicune will just lose instantly yeah to a jolteon deck and so now even with decks like duraludon arceus that have minimal bench space you know it's kind of surprising that there's no like echoing horn in here i mean yeah that's a good point i think echoing horn that might be something if you're considering this list uh, like a one of echoing horn because you can go get it with starbirth right so you can get it with starbirth or shady dealings yeah yeah and so this list is interesting i think in my honest opinion I think that Suicune V is typically not big enough to withstand being one-hit KO'd. It's still giving up two prizes. Um, and I worry that it's it's very... Play you can play around it a lot in this format. Because, like, especially like if one of the other top decks that people are going to play is Duraludon. Duraludon VMAX Arceus does not need to bench a lot of Pokemon. Yeah. And so it can just sit here and be like, I'll have... I'll happily have two Duraludon on the bench or a Duraludon and an RCS V-Star on the bench, one thing in the active, and you're not going to get a lot from me. Um, yeah, like, okay, that's fine if you have to three-shot me. Right, and it's like, you have to three-shot me, and you have to do it with something you haven't attached any colorless energy, any, like, um, special energy to, which, which is fine with Suicune, but it's still annoying. Um, it does make it more difficult. Yeah, yeah, so that's... That's definitely one where I'm like, okay, I could, I could see this having some good matchups and some weird ones, you know, some awkward. You also situations. are playing four Path to the Peak as well, so at least in terms of Duraludon's ability, yeah, like, true. there you go, that's you true. can shut it off for a little bit. But with their four collapsed stadiums, you know, it might be tough to to be able to immediately yeah. win the war but you'll probably win the stadium war at least make sure there are no stadiums in play because they're playing the one of pumpkaboo yeah I forget what <laughs> pumpkaboo is um it's pokemon that takes away the stadium you can discard the stadium and i believe this pokemon gets knocked out uh no or nope. put in the discard pile no it's just uh when you play this pokemon oh, no, you with your hand discard down a stadium. And Oh, I'm thinking of the old Mars Shadow. The Mars Shadow oh, you had yes. to discard yeah. when you discarded the stadium. Yeah, this one is just, you put it down, and then the stadium goes away. Yeah, so. and it's, it's nice, because actually, if you're playing against an oppose, opposing player who plays a Path to the Peak before you're able to Starbirth, then this is searchable via, like, your level balls, your quick balls, whatever. So you can just go grab this as your effective stadium removal, and just throw it on the bench, get rid of the stadium, do what you need. Yes, because reminder, Shady Dealing still works under Path to the Peak because mm -hmm. Shady Dealing's Inteleon is not a rule box Pokemon. Yes, indeed. Sean. But, Sean, is there anything else you want to talk about from Brisbane? Uh, I will say, I will say Brisbane. One of our uh, listeners. Yes, one of our, one of our listeners on YouTube, I think, was like, uh, you pronounce it Brisbane. So I, I, I will say Brisbane uh, in the correct sense. Thank you. I'm not very good at <laughs> pronunciation but of anything, really. 
But yeah, I don't is it think Arceus or Arceus. I don't know. I, I think I'm it's pretty sure it's Arceus it right now be. because Pokemon Company. If there's one thing that I know about <laughs> this like little tidbit, is that Arceus has had its name changed officially a couple times. Like it used to be Arceus, and mm -hmm. eventually one day they started saying Arceus. Mm. Um, but I will call it Arceus. Well, Jake. I I wanted to say there's um we're not going to get too deep into Salt Lake City because I like it like you think you said we uh be I believe did something with Celios with Luke not that long ago talking about prepping for a big regional. So what I will say that though video is still relevant. Yeah, still relevant. Um obviously we expect to see a lot of Mew VMAX, a lot of the current Arceus lists probably show up, but I want to do a quick little future site at the end of this pod, Jake. What is one deck that you didn't see in this top 16 that you think will make a good showing at Salt Lake City? If you want, I will go first, if you would like. Uh, yeah, because I, I may have a hot take for Salt Lake. Okay, okay. The one that I will do first, which this is really going out on a limb here. But mm -hmm. I think I saw somebody tweet Arceus Gardevoir VMAX the other day. And I don't I hate I it. I saw that too. I don't hate it because my friend played Gardevoir VMAX. It tends to play a lot like Gardevoir Sylveon back in the tag team era. Mm -hmm. You have a lot of cards that can heal the Gardevoir. It heals itself 30 damage each time it hits. So that's one thing. And then you have all of the healing potion cards. You can play other healing cards in it as well if you want it. Um, Lucky Ice Pop hit 10 heads. Yeah, uh, <laughs> but like, I I think a deck like that where it's like it's a big beefy thing, it's weak to metal. So what metal decks are out there right now? Genesect. Yeah, but like, are you going to be attacking it's not a metal deck? But Genesect. Yeah, Genesect is metal. But like, I guess they could attack with Genesect. You could if you want to commit two fusion strike energies to your dang Genesect. You have four fusion strike energies in the deck. All you got to do true. is just release the sparkle twice. That's true. I and just, then just attach the double turbo, and you. I'm pretty sure you still knock out. Yeah, I, it's just it's quite a commitment. In which case, I'm like, okay, fair. If you really want to go for it, maybe it's worth it. Maybe I just I don't know. There's that's one deck that I'm like maybe maybe there's a world in which that does well. But Jake, what's your I don't think that Salt Lake City is going to be much different from Brisbane. I, I, or Brisbane? Brisbane? Yeah, Brisbane. Brisbane. I don't think it's going to be much different. I'm going to be honest. I think Mew is... I'm not going to say that our lists are super refined or that things aren't eventually going to change, but, like, in my personal opinion, one week is not going to change much from the results. Like, I think Mew is still going to be half of the top eight, I still think we'll probably have, I'll say, two different Arceus decks mm -hmm. within the top eight. Like, I think maybe just two this time around. Um, now that we have seen Arceus in official tournaments and, you know, because it's kind of its first showing, um, we kind of know the different things that can come out of it. And so, like, Mew players will tech yeah. against some of those different things, you know, so... Not saying that there won't be a surprise deck. I hope that there's a surprise deck. I because if you saw me on Twitter, you know that I didn't enjoy this top eight 
from this regional. You know that I didn't like it. <laughs> so, like, I hope it changes. I hope I'm wrong. But I, I just don't think that it'll change too much. I think at least half of it's going to be Mew VMAX. And, you know, the other half gonna is going to be Arceus. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I will say it's surprising to me. I think for a long time, Pokemon, there's always been, like, you know, the really good deck. And that deck might be expensive. But otherwise, there's, like, a bunch of other decks in there that, because of the various products that Pokemon has printed, are relatively cheap. This is the first time that I'm like, ugh, if you really are planning to win, like, do well at one of these regionals, both of these, all of these decks, man, they're expensive. Because you got to buy the Muse. I mean, for Pokemon, they're expensive. They're not expensive if you're, if you're a Yu-Gi-Oh player or whatever. But, like, mm -hmm. for a Pokemon player, you know, you got to buy the Muse and the Mew V-Vaxes or the Arceus and the Arceus V-Stars. And, like, you know, this actually might be the most expensive top-tier format we've had in the last two years as well I'm trying to think of like Arceus or ADP Zacian but they I mean maybe when it very first came out but like when it first came out the other best deck was Chinchino Mill which was cheap oh yeah that's true so it's like and by the time that Chinchino Mill wasn't as popular they had printed the um, League Battle decks to make ADP cheap so it's like ah, you know uh, I just think it's it, it's one other minor note. If you're getting into the game and buying singles for the first time, you've come in at an expensive moment where the top decks just happen to be kind of pricey. Mm -hmm. But and even when we talked about like four months ago or so, like oh you should buy cards now, like before they spike up, like that couldn't even save you because no. the top decks right now are, are like new. from the last two sets. Yeah, they're just new sets. So yeah unfortunate but you know that's just how it goes you know if you're gonna play a card game you gotta put some yeah, money into cash. it sean is there anything else you want to mention before we end this pod no no jake take us away i will say before we go there is another pokemon podcast that has just started up pokemon tcg podcast i think it's just you know you know us the metapod we love sharing the love mentioning the other podcasts out there the people that put in the hard work to cover the game Azul GG and Trainer Chip mm. actually made a podcast. Their first episode actually aired today. It's called Uncommon Energy. And so they come out on Tuesdays as well. So, Sean, we got some Tuesday buds we do. over here. And so listen to us. And then right after, go listen to or whatever order you whatever want. Whatever order Anyways. you like. But, yeah, yeah, Trainer Chip and Azul, like, big shout out to them. They're awesome content creators. Also great players. So, yeah, you know, like especially the competitive side. Mm -hmm. I don't know how much though. They also don't want to be specifically limited, I believe, to the Pokemon trading card game. Like they want to talk about other things as well. So I don't. I mean, that's just what Azul saying. I don't know how it's going to turn out. But anyways, thank you so much for listening to the Metapod podcast, the Pokemon podcast that revolves around the evolving meta. Sean, you have a great rest of the day. And so do you fabulous listeners.